0: And you're listening to the TalkLine Network over WVIP 93.5 FM, HD2, New Rochelle, New York. We are America's only Jewish radio program on regular broadcast radio on the Internet and digital platforms. Enjoy. You are listening to TalkLine Network Radio, America's longest running Jewish broadcast network, the voice of the Jewish community.
1: Gonna do with our children. What are we gonna do to show we care? How are we gonna be there for our children when they feel that life has just not been that fair?
0: And welcome back to Mask's Weekly Radio Show on Family Matters. Mask, Mothers, and Fathers, Align Saving Kids, kids of all ages and all stages for all mental health struggles. If you know somebody that needs a referral for a therapist, a rehab, inpatient or outpatient programs, or even a parent support group still by Zoom, please give us a call, 718-758-0400. I'll repeat the number. You may want to jot it down. It may be for yourself, a neighbor, a loved one, or even someone you usually would sit next to in school. Our number again, 718-758-0400, and remember all calls are strictly confidential. Someone can even just call anonymously. So please take these issues seriously. Give the number to somebody you may know is struggling. So tonight, I'm really happy. I'm always happy to have on with us a dear friend, a colleague for so many years, someone that is so passionate about her programs, her topic, and that is Shana Friedman. Shana Friedman, Doctor Shana Friedman. My apology, Doctor Shana Friedman. I'll repeat that is the executive director of Shalom Task Force. And she has been the co-chair on the UJA Task Force on Family Violence and serves on the advisory board of the New York City Mayor's Office. Shana also lectures on domestic violence, sexual abuse, trauma. I mean, she just knows her stuff and she's the go-to person when it comes to um domestic abuse. So I would like to welcome you on, not only as a colleague, but also as a friend. So thank you for coming on. How are you, Dr. Shana, um, <laughs> Hama, it is such a pleasure to be
1: here as um, I'm grateful to you to inviting me grateful for Mask for having this forum so we could have these community conversations. It's just I, I'm honored and pleasure to, to be here with you and to be
0: to ca- get to call you a friend.
1: So thank you.
0: Thank you. And Shana, you have been really the one that everyone goes to that understands domestic abuse And we're lucky to have you to speak about um, this topic that's so unfortunate, but it's so important for all of us to be aware of, to be able to help loved ones, neighbors, friends, people we sit next to in school that may be scared to reach out, they may feel judged, they may feel that they're not believed. They may feel that if they share, you know, when somebody shares too much, they sometimes, you know, people react like, oh, my goodness, why is she sharing so much? Mm-hmm. It's too uncomfortable to know all these details. But I feel it's so important. So let's get right to it. Yeah. Shana, let's talk about what? What is Shalom Task Force? What do they do?
1: Thank you so much. Um, so I mean, I think that mask and Shalom Task Force have a lot in common because we are places that we we bring uncomfortable topics, topics that a lot of us shy away from to, to the community because we want to say that we know it exists and we want to be able to be helpful. And you know, so much of what's so important is just naming what's out there so we could be supportive. So our our you know mission is really based around issues of domestic abuse and we really, our mission is to combat domestic abuse, domestic violence and help um, with fostering healthy and safe relationships um, in the Jewish community. And our work is really tailored to the Frum community so that people feel comfortable coming forward, and we get them. We understand them from community. We understand some of the nuances, some of the language of the from community. Um, and everybody that anybody encounters here um, is either from within the community, has been really well trained to understand what's going on. You know, I, I would like to say um, is that sometimes, and I'm sure you experience this in the work that you do, um, the whole the continuum of issues that you you deal with at Mass, is that a lot of the issues are misunderstood. So I I, I should say that. When we talk about domestic abuse, um, and it's important for anyone hearing this to understand is we don't only talk about physical violence. Um physical violence is really what people think about first, but it certainly um it, it certainly happens, but it's it's not the first issue that comes up and it's and, and in the communities that we serve often isn't the you know isn't as prevalent as the other non-physical violence. So just, you know, what we're talking about is, um, power and control, a pattern of power and control, in a relationship that one person has power over the other person and is afraid. And that could look in many different ways. So it could be emotional, verbal. It could be financial. It could be, you know, sexual abuse within a relationship. It could be technology as a, as a use of controlling, um, you know, you, the use of, you know, spirituality or halakha. So not, we're not going to get into all that right now, but I, I do think we should just make sure that we all know that so that, you know, people know that Sham task force. Is available um, for for things and and beyond physical and and I would say the vast majority of people call are calling about things that they're struggling with that are not only physical violence. So I you know I just I want to I want to just share that
0: right. Thank you. So one partner could consistently behave in a way with mm-hmm. you know intimidation or make yes. you be isolated. It's so important that everyone understands. There is so many forms mm-hmm. of domestic abuse yeah. so what does um the hotline that you offer um what what is what can somebody expect when they call
1: i love that question because i think it's so scary right it's so frightening and uh, you know and you have you have right
0: right when people call your they don't know yes. what to
1: expect right
0: when they right they hotline. don't and they and they always start off with i don't, Their voice is lower, and I'm not sure I called the right number. And our response always, if you had the courage to make the call, let's try and
1: help you. I love that. Right. I love that. And, and, and if we aren't the exact right place, we're still going to want to help we're you. We're going to refer. And, and then we'll get you there. So it might be that we send you the mask, right? Like it may be right. that we go to our, our partners, our, our, you know, strong collaborators. So, so what to expect when you call our hotline? So like mask, you know, it's, it's confidential. Um, it's anonymous. We have no way of knowing who you are, um, unless you disclose and we don't, we don't keep that information because we are, we, 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 do, you know, we refer out for direct social services. So we won't know. So you call, you could call and, you know, we have people who call and just it's, they cry because that's, that's what's available to them right now. That's what they want to express. They call and they just talk about what's going on. And what to expect is someone who is going to be non judgmental. We're going to expect someone who's going to, you know, really engage you in active listening and to validate your experience to, to really, um, help you just listen to yourself and have a safe space to talk about it. And it could be about your experience. It could be about are calling because you're concerned about your sister or your friend or your student or a neighbor and try to think about what what that means. And then often it'll move into something we call safety planning. And that's not about leaving, right? It's about how do you stay as safe as possible and make some choices that are safe. It might be emotional safety or physical safety. And then if the person wants to, a referral to something local, because we're really national, I'd say international at this point because of how our community is, right? Um, so we, we can't, we help people and we, we have vetted services all over the world that are both competent around the issues of domestic violence and family violence, but also understand the from community. So, you know, if you're calling from another community, um, outside the New York area, which, you know, many of our, our callers are, um, then, you know, we'll help you find a place there, but I will, I want to be very clear. And I think this is something that comes up If someone calls us, it doesn't, um, stimulate some kind of we're not going to call the police we're not going to make any call without their permission it's really it's it's client-centric whatever the caller is looking for and we never ever tell someone what they are They have to do so we'll never tell them you have to leave or we'll never tell them what they're supposed to they, it is really wherever they are we hold them in that space and I think that's really important because I think some of the fear is when you call somewhere and I'm sure it's similar right um at mass is that like, like right like people call and that means that you're going to tell me I have to X, Y, and Z, and no. And I think it's really important. I, I, I you know, I, 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 I like, like your reaction on this, is that so much, right, the dynamic of domestic violence, family violence, spousal abuse, everyone call it, is about power and control and the lack of power in your life, right? It's taken away from you, the from the person that's supposed to be most dear. Right. So, right, so if we go in there and we tell them, now you have to do that, we're kind of just doing the same dynamic, and that is not our position. Our position is to help the person feel held and validated and empowered to decide whatever their next step is now for some people the next step may be fairly big right and for the next the person is like okay i'm just going to sit with this information or i'll read an article or i'll disclose to someone i could trust so i have some more support and it really is up to that person and they call back as many times as they need um for as many long you know we and there's no we don't we don't um there's no outcome that we need to see happen. We just that one. The only outcome we need to see happen is that person feels supported and that they're not alone in our community. That they should know that that in our community there are people who believe them and who want to support them. And then wherever they choose to to go is really where where, where it's up to them. Um, and that's absolutely our approach. Um, and I think that that if we know that it might dispel some of the oh, diffuse some of the fear of calling, right? That nobody, nobody, nobody's gonna be telling on them, nobody's gonna track them down. Um, and nobody's gonna tell them what to do next. Um, it's just it's just the conversation. It could be a hard conversation, but hopefully it's a supportive conversation.
0: Right. And that's so important because yeah. what people need to realize that the core of abuse is the power and control. Mm -hmm. So what we explain to people that call on the helpline is that it may have taken years for you to make the call, may have taken months, may have taken days, whatever it is, you made the call and now you need to unlearn whatever behaviors, negative behaviors that seem normal to you and you're going to learn that isn't, and it takes time. Right. So don't, you're not rushing into making right. decisions. Right. And, and at, right.
1: and at the same time, like you don't deserve to be, you don't, you, you don't deserve that behavior, right? Nobody deserves to be treated that way. And to just hear that, like it does you know, nobody deserves that. Um, and whatever your journey will be, however, you know, and whatever that looks like is yours. And you should, you should be able to have agency and power over that journey and, um, and, and that's what we work on together and we help people find people that will support them through a journey. Um, but, but, you know, the hallmark of, of abuse and so many of the issues that, you know, you deal with at mass is the isolation and loneliness around it, right? People think they're the only people, um, yes. there's so much shame, um, and, you know, they don't know where to go with it and to know that they, they don't have to be alone. You know, they just, they don't, um. You know, and, you know, and I should say, um, we also, our, our hotline is also a chat line, which, um, is supported by both WhatsApp and text and on our website. So for some people, particularly some, you know, some of the younger people, um, but anyone, I'd say, um, who may be more comfortable reaching out through those mechanisms, um, that that's also available to them, that they can, you know, WhatsApp or chat in, um, and then, you know, that might be the first step for them as well. There are some safety issues around that, um, but, but, you know, for some people that
0: that might be the right way
1: of, of reaching out.
0: Right. And Shana, why don't yeah. you give out the number? Because oh, sure. there's somebody listening right now that feels the support from you that may say, I should call. Let me explore right. yes. this option. Let's give out the number. Yeah, first. sure.
1: 888-883-2323. So 888-883-2323. Um, yeah.
0: And it doesn't cost anything no, no calls. for somebody to call. So if you're questioning your relationship, possibly domestic abuse, please pick up the phone. Mm-hmm. That phone is answered by very trained yeah, people that could yeah. support you, help you, be there for you. And by the way, both Dr. Shana and I sit on the United Task Force, mm-hmm. which has... Oh, almost 40 organizations that we collaborate with so that if there is an organization you may be calling, whether you call MASK, whether you call Shalom Task Force, and you describe a situation and you mention, oh, my daughter, my son, my neighbor, my friend, we can give you other organizations' Mm -hmm. contact so that you can get to the right place for the right situation.
1: Yeah, I think it's such
0: an important right. point that we all
1: work together. And I think that people should hear that because, you know, it really is. We have to all work together as a community to make sure everybody feels supported. And I also, I, I just want to say that, you know, our callers are both men and women. Um, and, you know, we, we help everyone, both male and female victims. And we also have a lot of callers and chatters, we call them. Um, that maybe not be the primary survivor victim, but people who care about them. And if you're worried about someone and you just don't know what to do, right, you you kind of see something that scares you or someone told you something, and you don't know how to respond or be helpful. That's another reason we could we could help you be helpful to someone else. Um, and that's what it means to be part of a community, right, that we care about each other in that way. So that's also available.
0: Right. And, you know, reaching out for help, when it's needed, must be normalized. Yeah, It really must be normalized. Say it again. So, yes, it has to we be normalized. We are yes. working towards stigma free yeah. for all mental health addiction yeah. domestic abuse. You know, Shana mask is in its 25th
1: year. Amazing. Mazel tov. That's amazing. Thank you. Amazing.
0: I don't think you were born yet. Oh. <laughs> I was. And 1,000 families that have reached out, participated in our programs. And I really want you to know that just attending a convention this last weekend where I sat in a room where there were 300 from therapists at the Aguda convention. And I thought to myself, wow, look how far we've come and i want to give out a shout out to nefesh where i am Mm -hmm. a board member and nefesh international has over a thousand from therapists. i mean it's amazing that we have them around the world nobody should suffer alone Mm -hmm. thank god i mean
1: I mean, I just like, I, like when you say that, it should be normalized. It's so it's, I know it's so hard, but we just don't talk about these issues enough. I know you do and having this forum brings it out, but the more we just make it okay and normal to, to reach out about any issue to each other that, you know, the more we, we help each other and it's, you know, and that's what people need to know. People need to know that we all have this role, right. That we can make it normal to, to it's normal to struggle And it's, it's, it should be normal to get help and that our community has resources. We have, we don't, you know. Right. Um,
0: not only resources to get you help, but there's compassion mm -hmm. and there's support available. So nobody should struggle alone. Doctor, let's go to the next question that's been on my mind. So what would you, um, tell a worried friend to do. Let's say that somebody that they see that their friend is struggling, give them the language, how to encourage their loved one, their friend, their family member, and also what support should they offer to their friend Um,
1: that they may be
0: worried about. Sure, sure. Sure. I mean,
1: you know, we, we do lectures about this for communities because it's so hard to know what to do. I mean, the first thing to know is if you see someone who's struggling, know for yourself that you're not responsible to rescue anyone. Right. So you can't take on this great goal of you're going to go and take someone out of some hard situation and rebuild their lives to them. But you could be someone who who offers them support, who checks in with them um, and, and helps them get to the right place. Now, there's two alternatives here. It's if a friend or a family member comes to you and say, this is what's happening. you know, In some way, that's a little easier because you don't have to kind of guess. And then I'll tell you the the, the framework is really you believe them, you, you let them know you're not alone, that you are there for them, you do not judge them. And you use language like, this is not your fault. You are not alone. I'm here for you. I know that there's a lot of things you need to think through. And 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 in the same way we do this on the hotline. You can't tell them what to do, right? You won't tell them to do. And if and and typically it takes a very long time for people to make decisions. So you're not judging them for returning back to the home or quote unquote putting up with things, but you're always there for them. And one thing to always remember in these situations is that when someone's in a relationship like this, in a family like this, they may not be have a capacity to be a good friend back. And to not allow that to further isolate them, right? So what I what I mean by that is if if they're being controlled and they don't have the capacity to participate in your sim- your simchas or they don't have the, the ability to be your good friend, right? Then not to 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 be personally hurt by it because it, um, then they just when they're ready for help they feel so isolated that they don't have friends to go to. So really to kind of take an approach um, at that point of. It's okay that it, that they're not going to be that reciprocal friend to you right now, but to, to just, you know, check in and see how you could, you know, and just using language, you're not alone and whatever I can do, you let, let me know and let me help you. There's, there's masks you can call, there's some task force, there, there are places that you could get help in a way that's helpful the harder and sometimes more tricky is if you see something and the person hasn't disclosed and you're not going to want to go over to someone and say, Hey, I'm worried you're being abused. You know, that doesn't feel good, but you can use eye language and just say, I just want to check in with you. You know, I've noticed that you seem a little down. You seem a bit distracted, even if it's not about abuse, right? We could say that to each other, right? That would, doesn't really matter what the issue is. You know, I'm concerned about you. Is there any way I could help you? Right. So you're, you know, and, and just do regular check-ins with someone and, and, Sometimes you know that might open the conversation of like, oh my goodness, I had such a hard time, or oh my goodness, you know, I was hurt last night. I mean, you don't know where it'll go, and that's why it's really important for all of us to be aware of resources. So if a person says, oh, I'm really having a hard time, I recently had a baby and I feel like I'm I'm depressed, right? Then you want to help them get somewhere, and it could be masks, right? You could help them find the postpartum place. I know that's not your main mission, but certainly that's a family at risk, and you help them get them there. Or if they say, oh, I'm actually feeling really upset about something going on in my relationship, and. I- I'm scared. Then you would say, "Oh, there's Sean task force." So you you want to be able to open up um, without judgment, without saying, "I'm watching your marriage." And I'm 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 scared for you. But now, if you have a close enough relationship, and if you are scared, I would say call our hotline. Let us help you script it. But you may want to say something. If it's someone you're close enough with, you might want to use language of like, "I'm really I'm really concerned about your safety," um, and and try and try to help that person get the help they need. So. I mean, those are a lot of like kind of frameworks, but using supportive language, be, believing someone, you being very non-judgmental, Right. Um, taking that step back and then and then knowing your role, you're not there to rescue. You do not have to rescue. Even the therapist in the situation do not rescue. Right. We are there to help. And when we're able to kind of accept that, it's less overwhelming to be a supportive person. Right. Um,
0: right. So I, I and yes, yeah. I do want to. I do want to add something that's so important. You know, people call your hotline, my hotline, and they're not always ready. They really aren't. And they may call back five minutes later and say, forget that I called. Mm -hmm. I'm really like, I'm too nervous. I don't want to rock the boat. I'm okay. Forget that I called. People need to understand that being a victim and a survivor, it's scary to rock the boat. Yep. I want you to speak about what they should know about being that victim, being that survivor.
1: Um, that whatever you're doing to get through the day, ah, good for you. Like, we respect you for that. That nobody could tell you what to do, and this is not your fault. This is just not your fault. No, no, nothing you did makes you deserve being treated and controlled in that way. And you know, you deserve, you deserve support about figuring out what you're, what you, what you want to do next, and how you want to do it safely. And there are people that could be a very long process. Some people could be a very short process. But, you know, the idea of rocking the boat, you know, a lot of us who are on the outside, right, who are not in this situation automatically think it makes sense to do X, Y, and Z. But if you're in that situation, um, you know that, that that might be more dangerous for you, right? Or that might make it worse right now. And you you need to you, and we have to respect people for being the experts there um, and trying to, to figure out what makes sense for them at the, that time, Um and and really, you know that you you deserve you deserve to feel safe in your relationship, and you deserve to feel supported by your community. And we're here for you. We're here for you to to have that.
0: But, and and you know it's really important um, that I want to mention that therapists um, that you may go to for abuse, um, mm-hmm. whomever, you, you need to make sure they're licensed. Yes. It's okay to say are you in supervision who is your mm-hmm. supervisor these are all important things and i do want to say that the nefesh international um conference is coming up first week in january go online NeFsh international anybody that's yep. a therapist out there please join us for tra- ongoing training see credits great weekend four-day weekend unbelievable presenters so important that therapists both the regular class should know that therapists must have Mm. ongoing credits ongoing learning just like a doctor needs to continue education credits so do therapists so each one has their own that they need to be learning um, and getting credits for. So in January's Nefesh Conference, hope Shana will be spending time together there. And um Nashi is coming up. That is the weekend for support for parents who are struggling with children, whether they're off the Derech, they're uh, in whatever their mental health struggles may be, go check out Keshe call MASK 718-758-0400. You may be driving, you may not um, have a pen pen with you, you may wanna jot down some of these organizations, give us a call, we're listed, call us, we'll give you Shalom Task Force number. Mm -hmm. But I do wanna mention, we're running out of time. Can you just let us know this doesn't happen only to couples. It happens on dates. And can you yes. just tell us in a minute or less a minute. about your Sunday upcoming Oh, yes. Breakfast. Thank you. Um, yes. Yeah, so this weekend, December 11th at the
1: Safari Temple in Cedarhurst at 930, we are having our annual brunch. It's, you know, uh, our opportunity to support the work of Shalom Task Force and really get together to celebrate how the community um, is there for survivors and victims and is there to change this. To change this, we'll be honoring the guest of honor, Jenny Gerber. Um, we're having 24 young people, youth from across the country, who are honoring for their work in our youth, our youth leadership. We're also recognizing the support of Senator Toby and Savitsky and Assemblywoman um, Stacey Feffer-Amato. And our keynote and one of our honorees is um, Rabbi Dr. David Beshefkin. If you do not know him, he's fantastic, and he's really talking about um, how we could change the conversation in our community. So it's going to be a fantastic morning. Um, I look forward to seeing you there, Rikama. And thank you.
0: Thank you. And remember, domestic abuse is unacceptable. Help is out there. Please give them a call. Give out your number, please. 888-883-2323. And if you're dating and you're in an unhealthy relationship, call Shalem. Task force, get educated. Thank you, Dr. Friedman. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you. And I want to wish everyone a very good evening, a beautiful Shabbos, and always remember, hang in, hold on, and virtually still hug tight. Tonight's show is in memory of Rivka Bas Israel please consider to go online to maskparents.org and donate so that we can continue with our programs. Thank you and have a good night. Holidays bring
1: us all together. So let's stay up to date with COVID-19 vaccines and boosters
0: and mask up if it's crowded indoors. Happy, healthy holidays. You are listening to TalkLine Network Radio, America's longest-running Jewish broadcast network, the voice of the Jewish community.